Is it Mika Spinachad? That's his name, right? Okay. <laughs> I had like a moment where I thought that's not his name. <laughs> I'm going to redo that. I think you should leave it as it is. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. I'll put that as the cold open. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Yo, Pedersen putting him to sport mode. A hat trick for Fetzer. Hughes Curls aren't as fast as boys. Canucks. It's pronounced Canucks. I don't know hockey stuff that well. You play ball like a girl. Hello and welcome to the Broadscast. We're your local hockey girl gang and we're here to talk to you about hockey, sports culture, and whatever is going on in our brains this week. I'm Georgia, your host for this week's episode. And I am joined by... This is Sam. Mallory. This is Danny, And I'm Vanessa. Okay, so first of all, we want to start off by just thanking everyone for the love and the support that we received for our first episode, which came out last week. Uh, we want to thank you for the, all the reviews that people left on Apple. We made it up to fourth in hockey podcasts uh, and pretty high, actually, across the board. So thank you so much for listening. Some con- consistent feedback that we received from people uh, across the board is that it's really hard to distinguish our voices. So we are going to do a better job of introducing each other this week, uh, especially before we're speaking so that you guys can start to learn who we are. And one of the things that we really wanted to start with is a little segment called Vibe Check, which is basically just where we check in with each other, see how each of the broads are doing, and that will hopefully help you guys learn a little bit about who we are and whose voices is whose voice is whose (laughs) so let's start with sam sam how are you doing i'm good i mean i'm pretty good i think i've had a lot of rage on twitter the last few days but my co-star notification at the start of the week was your rage is valid so i feel pretty good about it (laughs) that's so good (laughs) mal how are you um, I mean, I've been having an ongoing Connor McDavid breakdown, but I've been doing that for the past five years, so it's really fine. Um, he scored a hat trick yesterday. I loved it. Um, he went really fast. I teared up. That's really what I've got for you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Daddy, how are you doing? Good. Just watching a lot of sports. That's pretty much it. Dating and it's terrible. That's all I do. Yeah, that's Danny went on a date last night. Yeah, we watched the Canucks game together and I really embarrassed myself. I did, when the Canucks scored, I just jumped up and did this weird little dance as a reflex and then he mimicked me for the rest of the night. That's (laughs) kind of cute though. Yeah, no, it actually went really well and that's why I'm drinking coffee now because I stayed up way too late, so. Oh, Interesting. Oh, oh, that sounds terrible like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. We are revealing things every week on this podcast. Vanessa, how are you? Please tell me you've slept more than four hours. <laughs> yes, I got about six last night, but overall been pretty busy with school. I'm really glad hockey is back and I'm really excited about the podcast. We've gotten a lot of great reviews so far. People are really enjoying it, so our work is paying off and I'm happy about that. Also, congratulations on finishing undergrad. You did 
did that today, right? Two, two more weeks. Oh, I thought you finished today. Uh, my last exam is on the 19th, and then I'm free. Oh. Uh, my vibe check, I spent the day at the North Bend Museum and Archives, which is really great because it's air-conditioned, and I can actually do history again, uh, which is very nice. Uh, basically just been consuming copious amounts of hockey to the point where I don't even know what's going on anymore. But loving it. And obviously excited to talk to the broads. Let's dive into the highs and the lows. Sam? First of all, I'm going to remind everyone again to subscribe, leave us a review, five stars. We don't really care what you write. If you write mean, if you want to write something constructive, or even if you want to write something mean, um, we don't care as long as you hit five stars. Um, and you'll see if you'll make it on. We our highs this week include the ostrich guy who mentioned Jackson. I'm gonna let Georgia take that one. Oh, yeah, this guy name dropped Jackson as a bad thing that we could become. And I'm going to state here. Yeah, we are pro Jack. <laughs> we are pro choice, pro Jackson McDonald, and pro crop top, crop top podcast. Our other high this week, um, we had a lot of highs, and we're really thankful for all of the really, really nice reviews we got on Twitter and on Apple. Um, but my favorite one was on Apple, it was a five star review titled Like a $400 Pizza Shirt. And it says, At first, you're like, cool, then you're laughing. And before you know it, you're hooked. The girls bring the humor a fresh perspective and cover things not normally discussed for whatever reason. Can't recommend it enough. Five out of five, super expensive, horrible bucket hats. So for me, that was, that was the best high. And you know who that's a nod to, right? Petey. Petey and all the bubble teas that he could be giving <laughs> Vanessa. Yes. I've been logging all of his bubble outfits just, just to see because I'm curious at how much they cost. He buys like $1,200 shirts. That's more than my rent. And I cannot fathom it. He's just bougie top to bottom. The low of the week. I actually had no low in relation to the podcast. All of my lows that I collected were in relation to people who replied to George's tweet about Bo Horvat taking her seriously. You all need to chill the fuck out because we all tweet in hyperbole and you need to figure that out. Um, my favorite response, though, was... Can I just say quickly, I <laughs> was not insinuating Bo Horvat was a bad dad. <laughs> Stop tweeting mean things at me. <laughs> okay? And to the guy who said I wasn't a good comedian, fuck you. Sorry, all women know that when you tweet that, you're commiserating with the new mom, and that is a perfectly normal thing. And it is okay to acknowledge that the single mom at home is doing more of the labor and anyone who's offended by that can go fuck themselves. <laughs> there are so many people that are in like their little bubble and like their wife is just at home with a newborn child. Um, Chan Couturier, I think has a newborn child. His wife is having a horrible time. Um, Antoine Ursel. Um, Jamie Ben's wife or partner, fiance. Jordy Ben. Jordy, shit. Jordy. Jordy. He's back. And she so, is sorry. still hating her life. No, he's back now. He's in the bubble. Jordy. Yeah, give a shout out to Jordy Ben, though, for staying home. <laughs> okay, do the low. Do the low. Okay, hey, the low. This was my favorite 
it wasn't even response to Georgia, but it was clearly about Georgia. It was a subtweet. And it said, we live in a love world a where, me too, we love in a world where it's okay for women to trash talk men, but if it were vice versa, it would be a whole complete different story. For like the most recent sliver of history, like a fraction of the entirety of history, that might be true. But literally for the rest of history, you are factually wrong. That's my low. Well, Kyler Yamamoto just decked like six foot four Connor Murphy. Holy shit. Oh my God. That is the most blatant hit from behind I've ever seen. Uh, Lots of fun hockey going on. Lots of white dudes on skates running into each other at full speed. Let's do that hockey. Okay, so we are maybe a week into the bubble situation slash the round robin games uh i'm not even sure because time time doesn't exist anymore during covid um so there are so many hockey games happening i don't know about you guys but basically i can sit in front of the tv for like 13 hours and just keep watching so let's start with the canucks because we are a quasi canucks (laughs) podcast the first game was boring as fuck and the second game was kind of okay. What what did you guys think about what have you guys thought about the Canucks so far? I always like view the like potential of Jake as like he could be like everyone like I mean hates Tom Wilson, but he's like in a very like good actual like modern power forward and like Jake pales in all comparison because they're like Jake could be a power forward and you're like okay, like but he couldn't. So he he doesn't he plays to zero of his advantages <laughs> like it's like you're a really fast skater and it's like mm, not gonna use that and it's like you're giant not gonna use that judging by my twitter last night maybe the five minutes and 51 seconds that jake Rutanen played is like the best five minutes of the series oh, sorry five five just under six minutes five on five and I only know this because Drance told me this today. I don't. I didn't actually look that up myself. Which one, is that just in regards of Jake back checking for once? Um, but okay, I want to be clear. I was. I have always been very impressed by Jake's speed, but that is literally the best part of his game, which is why the over-the-top <laughs> exclamations about his speed were kind of hilarious to me. I thought Bic had a really good meme this morning, and it was like you know the the one that everyone uses where it's like the guy with a girlfriend, he's checking out the other girl. And it was like, the guy was Canucks Twitter, the other girl was Jake, and the girlfriend was Petey. And it was like about his backtrack. I was like, that's right. Big nailed it. It is continuously shocking how much we celebrate men doing the bare minimum. Like he did his job. He skated fast, he got back. That's what he's supposed to do. <laughs> I was really impressed with Petey's play. It was nice to see him be physical and play like Forsberg because everyone always says he's kind of soft like the Sedins and the Sedins aren't soft, but it was nice to see him play physical and play well. It was nice to see uh, Besser get a goal as well because he's been one of the best players in both games, but it was not awesome to hear Besser's comments after when asked about kneeling to hear that the team hasn't even discussed it. Yeah, and I think I think we're going to go into that like league-wide, the positions on kneeling, um, Matt Dumba, the what happened with the Preds and the Stars? Golden Knights. 
yeah <laughs> fuck my life <laughs> the breads and the golden the golden yeah. knights we're gonna talk about paul maurice <laughs> creating the most insane narrative about matthew kachuk trying to like murder mark shifley meditated so 100 yeah pre- premeditated murder with his skate blade i don't understand what he was trying to, well i do understand what he was trying to do he was trying to like quote-unquote rally the troops because they didn't play well but i don't understand how it's like he's he thinks he's coaching in the 1990s when no one had like extra access to all this stuff and we can't all consume the media and see that that's not what happened no access to replay at all it's not even the 1990s it's like he thinks this is like i don't know like 1910 is there and there's just like not widespread video yeah there's like telegraphs telling you what happened in the game he's like I'm taking care of this narrative and that's, this is what happened. Yeah. You're reading about like in Morse code. For people who played hockey, when you skate, your skate has two edges. <laughs> the edges catch on the ice sometimes. It's called chattering. His skate chattered, kicked up off the ice and hit Mark Shifley. That's what happened. No murder. Sorry, Paul Maurice. Did anyone else want to say anything about this? <laughs> I thought I saw a shocking number of people who were like, this is why I'm so glad the Canucks didn't draft Matthew Kachuk. Like, sorry, you're full of shit and you're lying. That's 100 percent bullshit because we were just talking about like how Jake Fortana is not good at hockey. So <laughs> I don't know. If you don't think Matthew Kachuk is good at hockey, like you just clearly just dislike him as a person. He's obviously very easy to like, A, you like him if he's on your team and you hate him if he's not. I don't know. He's an easy person to blame for premeditated murder. But I really don't think he has enough brain cells for that. So, so as we're recording, we're recording on Wednesday night, and the Oilers are currently playing the Chicago Blackhawks. We're on Leon Dreisaitl, Patrick Watch. Will Connor get upset about the hats again? We don't know. So if you follow our social media, you will see that basically 50% of our content is just Mal's love of Connor. And so we so we are going to give Mallory the space <laughs> to discuss her love of, what do you say, Davo? Davo? Okay, so obviously somebody, I don't know, some dumbass, some man in media said the thing about like Connor, like the Oilers played poorly because Connor doesn't have a personality which was honestly one of the funniest tweets of all time. Oh, okay, wait, I found it. Okay, Connor McDavid, a brilliant talent, but personality deficient guy. I think his blandness rubs off too much on his teammates. Happy to hear opinions to the contrary, but fact is he doesn't inspire others. Okay, sorry, did like Taves and Crosby's like illustrious engaging personalities like allow for their like six combined cups, like shut up to start with. Two, he is so boring. And I think it's beautiful. <laughs> um, George and I were talking about the GQ interview. Um, so like GQ, like they put out like their like essentials or whatever. It's one of my favorite videos. He just all, it's like 10 essential things. Hunter brings exclusively things he is sponsored by. It's so boring. At one point he claims that like a parka is one of his essentials because Edmonton is cold. Um, what else does he say? Oh, he says the black licorice is his favorite candy, which is so pathetic who says that it's gross <laughs> um and oh okay about the part about the parka i have to say this i have to interject about the parka because he goes off about how it's like 
such an original, unique design, and it's literally a black fucking parka. It's, it's just all black. It's the most boring looking thing. It's so funny. And, and it's so funny. At one point, he, like, says, like, his, like, AirPods are, like, one of his essentials, and, like, the interviewer is, like, trying to get something out of it and asks him, like, what type of music he listens to, and he refuses to answer the question. Like, as if that is, like, we're asking for, like, his bank security questions. He just won't answer it. And it's so incredible. And, like, all of these videos, like, it's a series, obviously, and, like, I don't even know. Like, most of them are about, like, 10 to 12 minutes connor's they clearly did not have anything to work with and it's like five minutes tops now tell what mallory tell the people how much connor content you have saved on your google thing i he is like okay so google photos like identifies people's faces he is the fifth most recognized face in my photos including who else is there like my sister, myself, and like my two best friends, and then it's Connor McDavid. So, oh, okay, this is also important to me. Um, so I think that Connor McDavid, he uh, he's a Capricorn, if that matters, which it does to me. There's a lot of athletes that are Earth signs, which I think is important, but it also is maybe because like a lot of like the cutoffs happen, like Virgo season, like happens with like a cutoff like of age for sports, and like Capricorn's the beginning of the year. But that has nothing to do with it. The reason is because the Earth signs are hard workers. <laughs> I was saying that all the only elite athletes are Capricorns. If you're not a Capricorn, like, you're never going to be elite. Um, and so, like, Lewis Hamilton is my other citation of this fact. I have no other citations, and I think that's fine. Um, but, like, okay, I actually did look up what the citations of, like, what are Capricorn traits, which are ambitious workaholic, hardworking, persistent, practical, disciplined, stubborn, dry. Um, so what I'm saying is that if you want your child to be an elite athlete, like you should be having sex in March. If you want to see like a bunch of pictures of Connor McDavid looking like he like is anemic, I have plenty and they're all on my phone and you can ask Georgia for them because I sent them all to her too. One time? <laughs> Honestly, one time I asked Mal, I was making like a vibe check thing for Quinn Hughes and I messaged her and I was like, Mal, I need some more pictures of Quinn. I need like three pictures. And then 25 minutes later, she was still sending me pictures. I had, I'm not even kidding. There was like at least a hundred photos that you sent in that span. Like how do you have these? I think that like the thing is with especially hockey is that I think the funniest people are the people who are not intentionally being funny at all. Like, I think that Quinn Hughes is hilarious because he is absolutely not trying to be funny. He's just a weird man. And I also think that's true about Connor McDavid. Like, I think that, like, the pictures of him where he just looks like there is no one home and he looks dead in the eyes, um, they're hilarious. Um, any picture of him looking like he's in, like, existential pain, great humor. Yes. It's, a, it's truly and, incredible. Yeah. Oh, okay. Also, hey, wait, I'm so sorry that this, I'm so sorry because I know you want me to shut up, but um, this quote happened, like, a while ago, but it was about, like, the, um, like, potential of, like, hockey players being able to go to the Olympics, and, like, Connor being, like, I hope I make the Olympic team, and it was, like, dude, shut up. Like, I would be legitimately angry if I were a Canadian hockey player, and I was just, like, Connor McDavid hopes he makes the team. I'd be, like, that's legitimately, like, you're, like, looking down on my own struggle. 
it's disrespectful for you to not even be like, yeah, I'm clearly going to be the captain of this team. And I will be going. We need to talk about some glorious moments that happened uh, in the last game, specifically Jake Gardner punching Brennan Lemieux in the face. Glorious. And Sebastian Ajo, Sebastian Ajo, completely undressing one of the worst human beings in the world, and that is Tony D'Angelo. Sebastian Ajo did make Tony D'Angelo take a knee. He's not a good defenseman. I'm sorry. The man is, like, he's not a good human, and he's not a good defenseman. I, I did appreciate the Kane's tweet about how the social media. Yeah, I was going to say, okay, the social media game by the Kane's is unreal. They just had back-to-back-to-back glorious tweets. Uh, look them up because they were amazing, specifically the one where <laughs> they just dragged Don Cherry, <laughs> who picked the Rangers to beat them, I think in four games, he said, and they just just roasted him. It was so good. They also used the, who was it, Brennan Lemieux, clapping. They said that was the start of their storm surge. It was so good. Sam, what are the other ones? I don't even remember. They posted screenshots of Rangers fans who had tweeted at the Canes account saying, like, be classy when we sweep you. (laughs) So good. It was incredible. Like, and then I think that was where they responded. 70% of our social media strategy is being petty, which is ours. Yeah. Although we might be, yeah, I was going to say our percentage is higher. Yeah, probably. So what, another important part of the series was the what okay so there's maybe two rangers that we like one is keandra miller and the other one is mika zbinajad and we joked about starting a hashtag free connor movement but i think we should actually pivot into a hashtag is it mika zbinajad that's his name right okay (laughs) i had like a moment where i thought that's not his name (laughs) i'm gonna redo that (laughs) i think you should leave it as it is (laughs) oh it's so I'll put that as the cold open. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> oh, I'm the worst at this. I'm halfway through a sentence and I'm convinced that I used the wrong word or like I said someone someone's name wrong. Okay, anyway, Mika's Zbinajad's hair. We need to start a free Mika movement because he's really good and he deserves not to be surrounded by terrible racists. There so. is one more good person on the Rangers and that's Georgiev, the backup goaltender. But Georgiev had a really good um, Instagram post the other day about George Floyd and Black Lives Matter and was auctioning his game mask to raise money. Oh, yeah. He put a Martin Luther King thing on it, I think. Okay. we I need to rescind my comments about them all being racist because I also like Hendrik, Henrik Lindquist and I feel sad for him. I just want to say Artemi Panarin deserves a lot better than that, than that team and his teammates like Tony D'Angelo. Okay, back to Mika Zbinajad. He has great hair. And we wanted to briefly discuss this hair situation that's going on in these playoffs. Let's name, let's either call out or celebrate some of the situations that are happening. I would like to start with, obviously I'm watching this um, Oilers game while allegedly recording. Um, And Ryan Nugent Hopkins, his mustache looks horrible. It makes him look like a creepy man on the street you would not want to talk to. And I think that if you can't grow a full beard, 
and you can only grow your mustache, you just need to give up and shave because it looks scary. Anybody else's nomination for worst facial hair they've seen? Matt Kachuk. Matt Kachuk. Matthew Kachuk's hair is just insane. It's, all around. No, but it's not just the hair. Like the goatee slash beard thing he has going on i don't i think the goatee is that i think that i think his actual curls are good because he like seems to know how to condition them and um like i do respect that and like i mean a lot of times he does like do a really poor job where it's like he has like kind of like a low-key like hitler youth haircut where he just like shades the sides and it looks really bad but um I think that if, like, maybe he went to, like, a real barber and didn't just, like, shave his hair over his own sink, he could, like, really succeed. Okay, I will, I will just say the last, maybe we'll wrap it up, the last facial hair that I want to bring up, and we'll just carry on the literary trend, the literary trend is Philip Forsberg, because he looks like if anyone has seen or read... (laughs) Agatha Christie Poirot, that is Hercule Poirot. Uh, that's an obscure reference. Welcome to the broadcast. <laughs> Holy shit, we haven't even gotten into soap operas yet. We need to go. <laughs> These really are the days of our lives. You don't need that show. It was just a dumb soap opera. We got to talk about the soap operas this week. Number one, connect social media. Who wants to explain? Sam, you explain what happened. Or actually, maybe Vanessa should. Yeah, I can go. Um, The Canucks did not have a good week on social. Multiple things that they have been called out for. The first was on the 29th, they tweeted and then quickly deleted a tweet showing off their fancy We Skate for Equality hoodies. And then whoever posted that also included... A photo of a sleeping, a sleeping unicorn memoji. I love that. On this serious post that's supposed to promote the team supporting equality. And they include a sleeping unicorn memoji. It's so bad. Yeah. It's so bad. It's probably Derek Jory's kid, but it's still, it's, it was pretty hilarious. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um, we'll post that on social. Um, so that was the first one. They quickly deleted that, but not before people could screenshot it. Um, the second one, Sam, I, you can speak more to this one. The Canucks posted a, an ad for their social distancing patio, which was actually a pretty cool idea. But the ad that they filmed, or the, the final cut of the ad that they released, had no women fans in it. Other like all of the named fans and all of the featured fans were men, and the only women in the video were bystanders and the surfer. And I may or may not have tweeted the <laughs> question asking whether all the women fans were busy that day. And when did the tweet get deleted? <laughs> the video. I actually don't deleted. know how long it took after that. Maybe like twelve hours. Yeah, it took a while. I was told by several very concerned male fans that there were in fact female fans there um i don't think that makes it better i think the fact that you had women fans there and you cut them is actually worse yeah i agree um and then happened a couple days ago i think most of you saw it because it really blew up within the 45 minutes that it was up 
Canucks do a partnership with a guy named Matt Shirley. I'm not sure who he is, what he's famous for, but he has 12,000 followers. So every month or so they post a Venn diagram comparing two things. And this one, they compared Vancouver with Minnesota. And in the middle, showing their similarities, they had justice for George Floyd, which rightfully so they got a lot of flack for because they were basically like exploiting his murder for what's supposed to be like a lighthearted, yeah. fun post. Yeah. A lot of people got really upset with that. And I don't know why it took them so long to delete it. They eventually did after 45 minutes to an hour. And Derek Jory, who heads their social media, apologized and he owned up to it. Good for him. I don't know how that post got approved, though. But learn from your mistakes, I guess. I don't know. And also, it's especially gross, considering, I mean, the Wild has obviously done more. But, like, neither team has done anything, like, tangible for, like, anything in support of the Black Lives Matter movement. And so it's just very clearly exploiting it for their, like, weird meme ability, I guess. And obviously, we are very unhappy with the Canucks approach to, like, especially the kneeling. Yesterday, Brock Besser said that, like, essentially they had just not talked about it at all. Two games in a row now, Matt Dumba has raised his fist. Of course, he gave the speech on Saturday. Have you guys had any discussions about doing something extra to show some support for him? Um, uh, we haven't uh, really talked as a group. Um, I think it's uh, really good what he's doing. Um, obviously, you saw his speech, and um, to go out there and, and give a speech like that, it's uh, it was really cool to see. And, um, you know, uh, we – I think our whole team um, stands by and supports him. Which it's so like, I don't know, disrespectful to even not talk about it. Like it's horrible that it doesn't even impact their lives enough, like to it even be a blip on their radar. We sh- expect more for them. Yeah. That was really disappointing. It was also really awkward too, when PJ asked and there were like Brock took like five to six seconds just to pause and his face is like oh god like I don't want to answer this he's from Minnesota <laughs> like you're you live in Minnesota <laughs> which also like why didn't you even think about it I also just thought given I mean first of all they're playing Minnesota so he's from Minnesota they're playing Minnesota obviously it's going to be a topic if with Matt Dumba being kind of the face of the whole thing right now then you have on whatever day yesterday was, two days ago was, I don't even know. You have Tyler Sagan, Robin Leonard, Jason Dickinson kneeling with Ryan Reeves so that he didn't have to be alone. Sagan and Reeves both specifically say that they were impacted by wanting to support Dumba and seeing him do it alone. It's just it's incredible that you could then come out and say, yeah, we haven't talked about it. Which also was, like, a couple, like, months ago. Um, I mean, people were, like, I'm not even, like, called out about it, but, like, felt, like, it necessary to, like, post, like, their, like, meaningless, like, post on social media where they just, like, claim to be, like, against racism, just generically, and then have done nothing to prove that they are in any way, shape, or form. Like, 
you saying these words and like backing them with nothing like I don't accept your like meaningless Instagram caption like that is not enough I would like to see Bo step up just him being the captain it's his responsibility and duty right now to step up if you're gonna yeah issue one of those meaningless statements let's see something I don't think he will and I think with like a new baby too you need to really set an example in this world today and it's frustrating well, and also his brother is is a cop in training to be a cop. Yeah, his brother. So is it is like a really awkward position, but you need to deal with it. You can't just say we haven't talked about it and leave it at that, and then act surprised when you get asked about it. I'm really disappointed. Good on PJ for asking. It's like they they deserve to be asked, and especially like the the thing that I couldn't understand is how could you be there on the ice listening to what Matt Dumba was saying in that speech and not be moved at all? I don't care. Like, Oh, we're thinking about the game. Oh, we don't want to like show that we're together with the other team. Cause we're playing against them. Like I just, as a human being, like I don't understand how you could watch that and not be like, he's right. We need to be doing something and just let him. Yes. The other players were holding uh, his shoulders. And that's really great, but the 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 showing of or the recognition of what's going on, it, I, just, I don't, I don't, do not understand. <laughs> I do not understand. And I mean, the fact that like the NHL is like the, like one of the, I'm pretty sure it is the least American, least diverse American sports league. Like it is. Yeah. And um, I mean, every other league is stepping up so much. NASCAR has done like, more. Especially the WNBA. Well, yeah, out of, like, literally, if we're talking about diversity, there's one black NASCAR driver, and he has been shown so much more support than any of the black uh, hockey players. And I, I think it's very horrible that the NHL likes to posture itself as, like, the, like, a, a gentleman's game or whatever, and, like, we're, like, classier and, like, all of this stuff because we don't, I don't even know, but, and then just proceed to just do nothing and not show support for their actual players at all. They're like stupid, like we skate for black lives thing that they have up in the corner of their arena means nothing. That's meaningless. I think the worst thing about the NHL in dealing with this, um, and I've had, a, I've had a lot of people say like, you've been really unfair about what you're saying. You don't know what the players are doing behind the scenes, whatever. I think the most distasteful thing about the entire situation is that the NHL has clearly no problem making this a marketing campaign. The hashtag we skate for thing is exactly the same as hockey is for everyone. It's nothing but a show. Um, the only team that has actually used we skate for properly is probably the Nashville Predators when they were wearing the Black Lives Matter shirt and they never filled in the We Skate For. They just did We Skate For and then they actually hashtag Black Lives Matter separately. And that's the only team that has actually done that properly. And then you have fucking Morgan Riley coming out with a statement today that's like, we're not going to do anything unless everyone is comfortable, which I think the idea of comfort is ridiculous. It's the like in a league where everything is about conformity, comfort is not ever going to happen for your marginalized black players like that's that's never going to happen so if the idea is that you're not going to kneel unless every single white player is comfortable you're never going to kneel and you're never going to take a stand yeah 
I just wanted to add to like what you're saying about comfort. The um, Black Girl Hockey Club had a really great thread today. We RT'd it on uh, our Twitter, but obviously just support them if you can in any way. And uh, Renee tweeted and she said, um, if you follow hashtag Black Girl Hockey Club and believe hockey is for everyone, please take some time to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And I think that's the thing that people people don't get about this is it's not especially for white people like me you're you're not going to be comfortable this isn't a comfortable situation and morgan riley speaking like that that's a lot of that's a lot of privilege that that he's issuing and it's it's embarrassing the word comfortable and i'm glad you brought up renee tweet what renee tweeted because the idea of comfort i actually think that line came from jt brown's essay last week that he wrote about raising his fist. And I think in one of the first paragraphs, he was talking about how he knew when he raised his fist in 2017, that he could lose his position. He could be sent down. He talked to Lexi about it. And the last line of the paragraph was, I decided to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. And so this idea that teams aren't going to kneel or do anything unless every single player is comfortable is absurd when you have someone like JT Brown, who stuck his neck out and had to be comfortable with being uncomfortable, even though he is a black player. Like, the idea is ridiculous. You've completely missed the point. Yeah, it's absolutely absurd to also put it on like any like minority players to make them like shoulder the entire burden of this when they already are at like a, such a disadvantage in general, like systematically and all of this, and understand that like and making them do all the heavy lifting in try to advocate for something that is obviously very personal to them instead of like actually stepping up and being an ally and I don't know, putting your money where your mouth is, except for they're not even saying anything either. So they're not even doing anything there. If you have ever, if you care about your teammates in any way, why would you not like stand up for them? I think it's important too as fans, like something I've been thinking about is the jerseys of the people I buy, what do they stand for? Like, who am I supporting? I think that's important, too. I impulse bought a Tyler second jersey. I'm not going to lie to you. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. Okay. Everyone is going to expect the segue, which is Jamie Ben didn't kneel because Jamie Ben doesn't kneel because he doesn't go down. And that is the, like, so low-hanging fruit joke that everyone has made. But I think Jamie Ben probably doesn't go down anymore because his – ex-girlfriend Katie dumped his ass for cheating on him cheating on her (laughs) on her birthday allegedly these are rumors that we have seen around um there there are screenshots that are out there of really cringeworthy dms from Jamie Ben on Katie's birthday while they were quarantining together and I think if you don't know Katie Holdridge is an absolute icon and i just want to say she's an athlete on her she's an athlete in her own right she was a badass for the university of texas in track and field jamie ben was clearly the reacher in that entire relationship so her likes this time were equally glorious they include the following if my son cheats on his girl i'm snitching Number two, can we normalize DMing girls who have boyfriends that are being shady? Do you know how much time I would have saved if one of the many girls told me my ex-boyfriend was a piece of shit? And then my personal favorite was, IDK, who needs to hear this but dump your racist boyfriend? This is a Katie Holdridge fan podcast. 
It's time to ask the bride. So we introduced a new segment uh, for this week. It's called Ask the Broads. We are going to be doing it uh, every two weeks, and it's just a way for you guys to ask us some questions, get our thoughts on a variety of different subjects. We got so many questions this week uh, from everything to do with what the hell's going on with Claire's season of The Bachelor, to drinking, to people wanting Mallory to explain to them who Lance Stroll is. Uh, So we're actually going to separate separate that off into another episode. So you'll get a bonus pod probably dropping on Monday. Um, but for now we will just answer one. Uh, it is from at Nuxed, friend of the pod, Sarah, who asks for all the broads favorite Canucks moment you've ever either witnessed live or simply just your all time favorite. Vanessa, you can go first. Um, so for me, I was lucky enough to go to the Sedin's final home game. That one was pretty awesome. Funny story. Like I only paid, I think 18 bucks for the tickets because I bought them off StubHub, like literally within 10 minutes of them announcing their retirement. So that was an awesome game. And then I also went to their Jersey retirement and that was quite emotional. I feel like it was just very sentimental and having all of their trophies lined up. It was awesome. So I think those two were my favorites. Danny? Um, for me, yeah, for me, it was the Slay the Dragon goal, Burroughs, Overtime, Chicago. It was the most happy I've ever been in my life. I was 21 with my friends, too, so, like, peak drinking time and all that and partying. And, yeah, we were just so happy, and I've never been so happy, and I probably will never be so happy. So that's kind of pathetic, but that's my favorite moment. <laughs> Sam? But my favorite Canucks moments for probably, I think of all time, probably game five against the Sharks in 2011, because I think from Kessler, like tying the game to the stanchion goal, it was just Incredible. Like, a blur, but probably like the happiest I've ever been like Danny. Um, nobody tell Jeff that oh my God. a better moment than my wedding. <laughs> um, and then <laughs> if we're going to go more recently, uh, the nine three win against the Bruins was pretty glorious. Like that is probably the highest moment I've had in recent years with the Canucks. Mel, um, yeah, I mean, I also if we're going Canucks, uh, them curb stomping the Bruins was great. But if we're going anything, and I said that I was going with something extremely stupid, which is um, so went to All Star game this January. Didn't realize that was going to be like one of the last sporting events I would attend. Anyway, I made, like, more importantly, like, the reason I wanted to go was for the mascot game. <laughs> and the most important thing was Gritty going in the penalty box in the mascot game. <laughs> um, it was incredible. He literally just, like, went to the penalty box right off the bat. This was right after he had punched the kid. Um, he just hung out there for two minutes. It was incredible. Um Finn wasn't there. I don't know where Finn went because he just wasn't there. Um, Blades, the Bruins mascot, is very good at hockey, and it's very shocking. Um, it, it was, like, one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. And I, I, too, am a fan of the mascot games, and I know they live stream it, and I gift a bunch of funny moments, and I tweet about them, and I'm surprised that no one likes them. I oh, think it's I'm hilarious. So sorry. It's so good. <laughs> How about you, Georgia? My all-time favorite Canucks moment is also the Dragon Slayer goal. 
But my favorite Canucks uh, thing that I saw live or moment that I saw live was I went to the game last year when the Leafs came to town because my father is a huge Toronto Maple Leafs fan. And I watched the Canucks come back and win in overtime. Uh, Josh Levo scored. Uh, I saw a woman just just absolutely embarrass herself against the glass in order to get the attention of Austin Matthews. Uh, it was it was a great game. <laughs> it was a great game to go to. So that's probably the best live one that I saw. So thank you for all your questions, you guys. Thank you, Sarah, for that one. Uh, again, we will release a bonus episode where we go more in depth because we know that you want the Bachelorette content and we are here to provide it for you. for your favorite segment of the week aka name five players this week in honor of tony d'angelo and brendan lemieux getting totally clowned on this week's name five players theme is name five players who should be taken out for women's rights but also just kind of rights in general my choice for this week uh recently found out he's not still in the league that should be embarrassing, but it's not. And mine is Mike Ribeiro. He needs to get just decked for women's rights. Mal, who's your player? My player is Patrick Kane. If I never saw somebody in a, in a Kane jersey ever again, it would be long overdue. Um, he's a horrible man, and I hope that every American hockey player – uses him as motivation to just destroy every record of he's ever made so we never have to speak of him ever again anybody who ever calls him captain america can speak to me sam who's your player of the week uh you know i i'm gonna go with jamie ben you know between the like cheating on the greatest wag of all time on her birthday and the like not going down and then also not kneeling despite being the first Dallas star that Sagan told about the kneeling. Yeah. Jamie Ben can get decked. Vanessa. So my player is no longer in the NHL, but I'm going to go with Ryan Kessler. (laughs) (laughs) Technically he's got a contract though. True. Oh yeah. He's making $6.8 million, I think around there um and for the reason of look at who he publicly supports on twitter the elected official in washington i thought he was um, stirring although, the pot <laughs> well so i looked back last night i was looking at his likes because i know he likes a lot of dj's tweets and they're all gone so i don't know what that means but he the last they were there they were there he liked them yeah so i i think it was interesting like, Three months ago was the last tweet that he still likes. Which is actually worse because, like, at least own it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, he he stirred the pot. (laughs) (laughs) And for that reason, he should be taken out for women's rights. Danny, how about you? Um, I'm going to change it up and not go quite a player, but I'm going to do the NHL neutral arbitrator, Shayam Das. 
because he's the asshole who reduced Austin Watson's <laughs> suspension from 27 games to 18 games, and he also reduced Slava Voinov's domestic violence assault suspension from 82 to 41 games. So fuck you, Sham Doc. That's the winner. That's, that's, that's the winner. Clear winner. Yep. <laughs> if I never hear like. If I ever have to hear someone say that Slava Voinov is a right-handed defenseman and people should look into signing him, I'm just gonna, I, like, I don't, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna fucking lose it. You like Mike Milbury? He's the one that said that. Also, big fuck you to you, Mike Milbury. Shut the fuck up. How is Mike Milbury still on air after everything he said in the last five days? (laughs) Like, grab your shoe and hit yourself in the face, Mike Milbury. I'll name another one. Jeremy Roenick. We can just go. Yes. Fuck yeah. (laughs) Just a segment that's just hockey men we yeah. hate. <laughs> oh god. Oh my god. Okay. Danny, that was so good. Danny, that was a really good one. <laughs> I can't believe. Let's keep going. I, Bobby Hall. No. No. <laughs> Bobby. <laughs> that was so good. And the emotion too. Jeez. Oh god. Okay. <laughs> I love that segment so much. <laughs> Incredible. Okay. Before we sign off, special shout out to the Thought of the Week as part of our hashtag 31Thoughts, which you can check out on our Instagram page. This week, I am choosing the Thought of the Week as the host, and I'm going to choose Kevin Fiala. And shout out to Nikki at rad underscore Nikki YVR, I think, yep, is her Twitter handle, uh, for recommending this, but also just for constantly reminding us that Kevin Fiala has done basically Abercrombie photo shoots and he looks like a boy bander. So Kevin Fiala, thought of the week, I am prepared for your angry messages. Connects Twitter. I don't care. That's all for this week. Just before we go, a reminder to interact with us on Twitter and Instagram at broadcastpod or email us broadcastpod at gmail.com. We love chatting with you guys and we still want your feedback on what you liked, disliked, and the other content you still want to see and hear from us. You can find us all on Twitter. I'm at Vanessa Jang. I'm at Samantha CP underscore. <laughs> I'm at sports underscore lesbian. At Danny Huntley. And I'm at Georgia Twist. On behalf of the Broads, thanks, and we will talk to you next week.